-hmm. wife and I and our kids, we have five kids, recently took a road trip all across the southern and eastern part of the country. We're based out of the southeast, and we took a decided at the last minute we're going to take this super long trip that's going to cover around 15 states. I think it equated to about 8,000 miles, somewhere around there, to see a bunch of things that matter to us, to see things that fit what we're doing with our kids in school. We homeschool, and there's a lot of reasons for that. It's amazing what you can experience and learn driving 8,000 miles. And how did, okay, so how does this relate to student loans? Give me a second. I'm going to get there. We're driving across uh, the Appalachian Mountains, which is an amazing part of the country. I've never, never experienced anything like being in the midst of the Appalachians. We live in central Alabama, so we're almost at the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains as they go up the east. And so we're, we're driving through from D.C., through Virginia and West Virginia and Indiana and Illinois into Kentucky and making a loop back around. And as we're driving through these hills, it's just gorgeous country, gorgeous, uh, gorgeous everywhere. Mountains, hills, valleys, beautiful green. No snow. I mean, it was cold at times, but it, it, it was, you learn so much. You get to see and experience so much when you're out driving around and when you're driving for that long. One thing I learned, there are some really, really funny businesses out there that have really funny business names. Um, and I can't believe that they still exist given their names, but I guess they're catchy and they're catchy enough to grab my eye. Billboards are what show these things. And when you drive that many miles, you come across thousands, I would say even possibly hundreds of thousands of billboards. And there are a lot of lawyer billboards out there. Um, lots of people trying to get personal injury lawyer business. Um, lots of car accident lawyer business. Lots of um, litigation. And it's really interesting to watch how that dynamic crosses state lines, how many there are in certain states versus others. But there was one billboard, and there, here's my point that, that, to start out this podcast. There was one billboard that really grabbed me. It was a college. I'm not going to say what state it was in. I'm not going to say what it was or the name or anything like that. But it was a picture of the logo and the college name and a picture of students. I think they were sitting on, on steps, maybe in front of one of the, the college buildings. And the, the, the slogan across the top of it said, college has never had more value than right now. And I looked at that and I was thinking, college has never had more value than right now? Says who? And who's, who, who's, I understand that higher ed, higher education, colleges, universities are really struggling. They have struggled since COVID. And since the, the cost has gone up and the value has been challenged and publicly, colleges to survive, they're, they're going to try to pitch. Well, yeah, it's never been more valuable than right now. You've never had a, such a return on investment. And I, I should be careful using those terms because value doesn't always equal return on investment. Most of the time, but not all the time. A lot of that's in the eye of the beholder. Some of it's concrete and, and objective. College has never been more valuable, never had, and I believe the term they used in the billboard was college has never had a better return on investment than right now. And that was the phrase that grabbed me because to me, a return on investment means that I'm spending, I'm making way more money than I'm spending. And we'll dig into that later or in a different podcast. 
it made me think though, how many people are driving past this billboard on this interstate and seeing this and buying it? How many people are applying because it's college and because that's what we're supposed to do. And because in the society of America, what we're supposed to do is be successful and we're supposed to have accomplished a lot and we have to have a lot of titles and certifications and names and whatever. And that that's fine. A lot of it's necessary. A lot of it's protective. Um, healthcare licensure is protective, but who's buying it and why? And how hard is it to get in? How hard is it to get through these things? And so today we're going to talk about the idea of the information that's out there and the access to it, the access to what's causing this whole problem of employment rates are kind of stagnant and there are now hiring jobs or postings everywhere. Why? Um, there are lots of reasons for that. But if college has such a return on investment, why is it so hard to get a job? Why don't people want a job given the current college environment and career and investment environment? And how is it being paid for? And how does this all relate to a billboard that I drove by on the interstate? And how does it relate to things like the access to it? We're going to talk about it all today here on the Project 2 Million podcast. So let me throw two terms at you access and responsibility and how this relates to that billboard that I saw that was saying, well, college has never been had a greater return on investment right now. Okay. So I'm driving down the interstate and I've got high, if this is hypothetical, my kids are not old enough for high school or college yet, but I'm, if I'm driving down the interstate, and I see this college and I know it's somewhere near my backyard or somewhere that's reasonable for my kids to travel to then I'm going to investigate it and say, Hmm, college return on investment. I want my kids to go to college. Or if I'm a, a high school student and I'm thinking about college, I might, I might see that if I'm paying any attention to the billboards of advertising, because I'm, I may not know where I'm going yet. And I see that and I'm like, oh, college has never been more, um, I never had a better return on investment than right now. Awesome. Let me go there. They're saying it's a good, it's a good, it's got a big return on my investment. I'll go spend a few thousand dollars and get out, get a degree and get a job. And parents think the same parents for the most part. And I would say there might be a shift occurring. I'm not totally sure about that in every part of the country of parents actually second guessing whether or not their kids should go to school. I think it's kind of a default mindset. We just, we, our kids have to go to school. They have to do something with themselves. Otherwise they'll just be failures, which is this misinformed, misinformed version of what success is and what failure looks like. And. So driving past the billboard, people are buying the message and they go to apply. Hey, we've a zero, zero dollar application fee. We've discounted it. You, you can apply for free. You get in, you get to that college. Um, you have 45, 50, 60, maybe thousand dollars worth of student loans, which is incredibly likely because most of the generation and my generation now are still paying off student loans. And so because you got two parents working and they're paying off loans and they haven't been able to afford because of their loans to save in a 529 fund or some other type of college savings fund, especially a tax exempt fund to save for their kids college, their kids are having to take loans out and you can see how generations are negatively impacted by student loans. And it just persists because that's the thing you, you do. And so there's, you get into college, 
you get out with 60 grand of debt and you realize, oh, I can't, I can't get a job making more than $50,000. Not knowing that school, specifically technical college, community college, you could have gone for less time. Eh, you may have had less fun. Uh, who knows? Uh, you can find fun wherever you want fun, whatever your defi definition of fun is. Could have gone to technical college or community college, paid anywhere from $2,000 to $9,000, depending on your state and depending on what degree you paid for or you, uh, you're pursuing. And depending on what grant funding you qualified for. You could have a career and you could still easily make $50,000 without the bachelor's degree and without the extra debt. So if I'm comparing one versus the other, I've got four-year college or university, which I'm, I'm not at all knocking. That's not the point. I'll explain that in a second. Or a two-year degree or four terms of a degree. I've talked about LPNs before. If you're doing healthcare, you can be an LPN in Alabama. This is in Alabama. An LPN in four terms and make $47,000 uh, $47, a year or more. So almost 50 for four terms of school. And that equates to about here, it's about $6,000, probably cheaper um, somewhere wherever you live. And if you qualify for a Pell Grant, then that's, that pays off almost the entire, the entire thing here in Alabama. So no debt. An instant $47,000. That is return on investment. Whereas if I go and, and pay for school, public school, living expenses, some food expenses, books, tuition, um, some of the fees, all the stuff that comes with college nowadays, we'll say $60,000 and you get out and make 50. Um, if you're a, the, the, as of right now, Forbes magazine says that the highest paying bachelor's degree that you can get is I believe computer engineering and in computer, computer engineering, the average salary is $73,000. So $73,000, you can do the math on any student loan calculator and find out what the student loan payment looks like for the next 10 years and how much that's coming out of your salary. You can take a t do a take-home pay calculator online. There are a few different really easy good ones um, that you can plug all this into and find out what's the return on investment. It's, it's very easy. Parents aren't doing that because they don't have the time. They, don't pay, they can't pay attention or won't pay attention. They're blinded by their own debt, their own work. Um, schedules from extracurricular activities from their kids, other activities they want to be involved in because everybody's trying to take care of their own personal and emotional and social and spiritual health. And managing a family is incredibly hard. It's incredibly hard. The last thing you need is debt hanging over your head as another thing to try to work through. But the kids, the students, the learners, I shouldn't, I shouldn't call them kids, aren't getting the message. They see a, they, a return on investment. This is success. This is where I'm going to get somewhere. I got a college degree. When really, Forbes magazine and a few other resources in the past one to two years, so 2022, are showing that college is now declining in value and is no longer, depending on the field, as worth the investment as it used to be. It used to be that lifetime learnings for college degree earners um, were exponentially much more than high school earners. But because our society and the dynamic of our economy 
and our the growth of our economy as far as different types of jobs and how technology has changed that. There are certifications you can get from places like Google or a local technical college or from Microsoft or I mean there's a lot of these a lot of these certifications you can get um, and have somebody else pay for them. Sometimes they're paid for out of pocket and make well over seventy thousand dollars. And I didn't have to go to college to get a bachelor's degree. So when I talk about the terms of access and responsibility, how does that relate to this? So I first heard this in a, a lesson that we actually heard at church from um, a, a lady named Lisa. I'm hoping I get her name right. Lisa Turkhurst. She's an author and uh, she's a New York Times bestselling author and she talks about boundaries and, and speaks of access and responsibility in, the, in terms of relationships and how it's impacted her and how our, our psyche and our, our uh, psychological well-being is founded really on boundaries and not giving too much access to people who aren't responsible with yourself. So in terms of relationships, if I give access to something physically, emotionally, spiritually to somebody who hasn't proven themselves as responsible with them as I have grown with them or I've learned them or I just even got to know them, then that's a, a, not only a violation of boundaries, but it also it's a, creates this imbalance. It creates this unhealthy relationship. So giving too much access to something or somebody who isn't responsible with it. This, the same concept applies and it, this is what blew my mind. I'm driving down the road going 8,000 miles on this road trip, uh, uh, 15 states, and there's so much time on the road. I can't even tell you how many eight-hour spurts that actually lasted 10 to 11 hours because of you know potty breaks and kids fighting and all sorts of fun stuff that come with taking kids on a road trip. How much time you have to think about, wow, this, this is way beyond relation, just relationships. This is, okay, so for me and my wife, it is... Um, it wouldn't be uncommon for any spouse to start to kind of shut down some access if uh, emotionally, verbally, uh, communicatively, whatever, however, you, however you want to look at it, to start cutting it off if the other person has shown they're not responsible with you. So if I start to speak to somebody and they show they don't care or they just they hurt me with their words, then I'm going to start to shut off access. I don't want them deeply involved in my life if they can't be responsible with what I'm sharing with them. Banks do the same thing. Wow, banks actually want you to prove responsibility before you get access. If I go to get a mortgage, and if you're a learner or a student and you haven't not done this yet, here's a brief education on it. When you go to get a mortgage, the bank has to say, I need to show you're responsible. So how do you, how do you prove responsibility? You have a credit score. Boom. Credit score, that's one number that shows how responsible you are fiscally or financially. We need to see what collateral you have. Do you have a down payment? Because if you don't have a down payment, then uh, we're going to jack your interest rate up. Because if you become irresponsible with this, this is higher risk for us. We're going to jack your interest rate up. And that means we're going to, um, you'll be charged more money if you default. We will have made more money off of you. And then we're going to take your house and we're going to sell it. So show you're responsible will give you access to a mortgage. Okay, pretty easy. Same with a car. There are so many things in life that we have to buy 
we have to show our responsibility with. I, I, I kind of spoke about this and it just struck me. I've spoken about this before in the context of stewardship. So I'm not going to give anybody, I'm not going to give my child my credit card or my debit card and say my 10 my year old and say, go have fun with it. I don't, Daddy, I don't know how to use it. I don't care. Just go have fun with it. Go find mommy's Amazon account and just pick some stuff out and hit buy now, buy now, buy now. It's fine. You can have access to my phone because you have shown me no responsibility. Just click on some apps. It's fine. You're, hopefully you're starting to get my point. When you get a job, and hopefully you know this, regardless of whether it's healthcare or not, if you get a job, you have to have proven to some degree, depending on the job, that you can be responsible. That comes out in an interview. When you try to get into a, a, a professional school, they often do an interview or an essay, and they, you have to prove to somebody that is reading that or interviewing you that you have, you're enough. That I can handle this school. I've proven myself academically in some other way, whether it's high school or undergraduate. I'm going to show you that I can, I can do this. I've proven my responsibilities. You give me access to your program. It's really mind-blowing. And for somebody who, like me, I've, I've worked in healthcare education for um, 12, 13 years now um, and, and worked within and made admissions decisions on students and we're, we're working, working through admissions committees and letting people in or not letting people in, making those decisions, I have, it, this access plus responsibility has never struck me like it has now. And so how does that tie into this billboard? So that I, that I saw that said the, the college has uh, uh, never been worth more of a return on investment than now. You drive down the highway, see a college, see a sign, cool, I want to go there. Um, let's, I'm going to apply. Here's the minimum requirements. Yes, it's, it's still relatively hard to get into certain colleges nowadays, but it's getting easier because colleges are losing revenue. Um, they're operating more in the red. They're requiring more tuition funding, more donor funding, more student funding. Um, uh, and, and they're, they're having to try to cut costs wherever they can, but they're also lowering the requirements. So billboards around that I also saw is, hey, no GRE. So that's a graduate entrance exam. No SAT, no ACT. So um, we're knocking down the responsibility. We're knocking down the, so we're increasing the access. We're knocking down responsibility. We're not going to, um, we're not going to assess any writing skills, no math skills, just apply. Here we are, $0 application fee. So I've just shot up the access to somebody who says, you know what? college. I need to do it. I got to go. Everybody else is going. My parents said I should go. I might be a failure if I don't. That's I, I should just go. Oh, look, that gate's wide open. That college is worth more because they said so. And why would a college lie? I'm, I don't know anything in particular about that one particular college, but the broad statement that college is worth more is, has a better return on investment than ever now is absolutely not true. In fact, it's, it's declining. And so when we start talking about access and responsibility, I get into the college, the next hurdle, obviously there's, you know, finding places to live. If you're going to live on or near campus, figuring out your classes, that's all a different thing. Parents, students, learners, they all, they, they can handle that. It's the access to 
money. So what have you done to show you're responsible in your history to get student loans? Usually little to none. There are grants and certain scholarships that you can show academically. I did this, or this is my income level. I am below a certain poverty line. And that can almost relative, relatively instantly qualify you for grant money. So a, a Pell Grant that's income dependent, there's, you have to, you have a few guidelines, a few requirements, but not it, it, student loans. I apply for the most part, I'm going to get it unless my parents or my, I'm a dependent of somebody who is incredibly wealthy. And so I just apply. I've shown zero responsibility. I get all the access basically I want. And I don't pay attention to the numbers and I don't pay attention to the impact because I got it. I just got a, access to a ton of money and I'm going to go to college and I'm going to be successful. I'm going to spend $60,000 and I'm going to make 50 coming out. Oh, it's not enough. I need, well, I need to, I got, I'll just, I'll just take more money out, more access, even though I still in my four years haven't shown responsibility because I haven't had to make a payment. I don't have to make payments on it. That is completely nebulous to me. I'll never even have to touch it is how it feels because I don't have to pay for it until I'm done with school. So I can keep pushing it off, even though it's still accruing interest until I'm done with grad school. So I'm going to do two more years of grad school, three, four, whatever it is. I'm going to go into some doctoral degree or be a doctor or get a master's in something, whatever it is. And we need some of those people. I'm not knocking college. It's about informed decisions. So is it possible for me to go to college and come out with 60, 60 grand in public school, state school debt for a four-year degree? Absolutely. That hovers right around the average, somewhere between 40 and 60, depending on the state. My master's degree or my doctoral degree, depending on what it's in, if it's in healthcare, it's likely going to cost more. If it's from a really uh, expensive Ivy League or private school, um, elite type schools, it could cost me over a hundred grand extra. So then I've just bumped myself up. I've got, I'm, I'm at a different level of way different level of access with still showing little to no responsibility assuming I'm not paying down on any of that. And I've got free money, even though the interest rate went up because grad loans cost more. And now I'm $160,000 in debt. It's not out of the ordinary for a healthcare master's or doctoral degree to cost $100,000 or more, depending on what it is. Um, it could be $60,000 extra. Let's do both. 60 plus 60, that's still $120,000 in debt. Let's say I want it to be, um, I don't know, a computer, a software developer, which I still, I believe you can do that without certain degrees. I may make $110,000. I'm still, I'm underwater relatively. I've got $120,000 in debt from going to get a master's degree. I'm a PA. And the median salary, I believe, for a PA hovers between 115 and 125. So we'll just say 120. So I've got $160,000 in debt for $120,000 salary. So what's the debt to income ratio on that? And what am I now responsible for? You gave me access to this. Well, shouldn't there come with some return on investment? 
Isn't that a good question? If you give me access to something, shouldn't I get something out of it? Instead, students are not. They're, they're not doing the numbers. They're not working the numbers. If somebody comes out making $120,000, and that's probably less likely, even that that's a median, less likely for a new grad, they come out making $120,000. And at the current interest rates, that means that their, their monthly payment will be somewhere around uh, $1,800, $1,900 a month, I believe, uh, possibly more. So I'm taking my, my salary as a, as a PA, I'm putting it in a take-home ca uh, pay calculator, and I'm going to say, well, all right, how much am I actually going to bring home after I take out my benefits and if I can contribute to retirement? And, well, I think I want to save for a house or a condo or something I can actually make an investment in. Do I have the money to do that? That's the question on the back end that should be asked after somebody says, well, this is the, there's never been a better time than now. Why isn't that challenged? Why don't, are we challenging the misinformation? Because we're clouded by something. Our view of success is different. We're making decisions that are, again, hindering us for the rest of our lives. And our parents are showing that they went to school and they still don't, they've been, they've had to refinance their debt um, for a, an extra five years just so they can afford to pay it off and still afford to send me to school and save for me to have clothes and, and my siblings. It's, we're creating a mess because there's too much access and too little responsibility. So as we move forward, what are we going to do? What's our country going to do as student loans has become almost, it's almost like an entitlement program. I, I just, I get access to this because I want to go to college. You haven't shown me you're responsible. I mean, is, is it really any different than giving people and I'm not saying there aren't people who don't need it. Um, my father-in-law was on disability social security for the longest time because of a worker's, uh, a work-related injury until he retired. So there are people that need it. They need care. But if I don't make enough money and I can just live off the government, why? And they're taking care of my health care. Why should I try to be healthy? Why do I need to be responsible if you already gave me access to this money, to this program, this, this funding? We're, we're giving too much responsibility and too much access to other people to control us instead of us taking charge. I should be asking questions. College has never been more, more, uh, worth more than now. Is it? Really? Where? Show me an example. What's the research saying? Where can I find that? What's the highest paying degree and how much does it cost to get it? What school should I go to? Should my kid go to school or should I go to school? Is now the best time? I can't answer that for you. You have to answer that yourself. The point is, be informed so you don't get stuck in that mess of too much access and not enough responsibility. See you next time.